Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle. And whew, what a day, what a week, really, in baseball and for the Los Angeles Angels. It is a uh, a sad day for Angels fans and for baseball fans as we got some very disappointing news Uh Thursday morning for all of us on the East coast, waking up to that news Thursday morning, not a very great, uh, great way to start your day. If you're a very big baseball fan and uh, Ben Verlander, who everyone knows is a huge, huge Shohei Otani fan. I think he's just about breaking down and crying all day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you texted me the news or like you text me, Hey, look, go look at the Otani thing. And my reply was holy blank. Like essentially, yeah. yeah. I woke uh, up this morning and I I was eating breakfast and I saw the news on Twitter, and then I went back into the uh, I, w- I was getting ready for work, and Mariah had woken up and I just walked in and I said, Shohei Otani has a torn UCL. Again, <laughs> yeah. Again, like this is the bad. So part. that that's the news we're talking about, everybody. Shohei Otani has a torn UCL, uh, for the second time in his career, and he is done pitching. For the season, he is still going to DH the rest of the year for the for the Angels, but he's done pitching for the season, uh, and it and like puts we, his uh, his free agent uh, free agency this offseason, It really puts it in jeopardy. It's it's going to be a damper on it. Yeah. So one, a good comparison on like you can still be productive is uh, with this injury, and at least as at a DH is is Bryce Harper in the postseason last year. Like he had the same exact injury. Um, and if he's still going to be at DH, you'd come back, what? Bryce had the surgery after the season. He came back, played uh, DH, and then moved the first, like, what, a month, two months in, something like that? Yeah, pretty quickly. So my assumption is Otani will, if he wants to pitch again, we will not see him pitch for another – he's not pitching next year. No. And then – so he would pitch in 2025, but he could hit next year i think and he's still Which, one of the best hitters in the league so it's yeah buster only like, was like he's a top 10 hit pitcher and a top 10 hitter or the end of that and one of the best hitters in baseball uh so I it's still, like he's still gonna obviously be very in demand and free agency this offseason but it's just now you're getting for sure a great power hitter whereas before you were getting a great hitter and a great starting pitcher so it, it, it oh, man i I'm really bummed about it because he's such an electric player. And every time he goes out on the mound, we're like, oh my gosh, no one has ever done anything like this. And, you know, we were going to, he was, he was expected to get 500, $600 million in free agency this off season. And now, I mean, I, now who knows? It's probably 300 million. I mean, it's still, it's still incredible. Yeah. It's still going to be. So I still think he'll be, end up being the highest paid player in baseball just because it's his time. I think it'll be a contract where, and Buster only talked about this this morning on ESPN, where 
you're just going to have to throw incentives in for the pitching side. So it could be a contract that's like 300 million guaranteed that's worth up to 500 million or whatever. It's not going to reach the six or seven number. I think it's going to re it could, I think he'll guarantee get $300 million. Um, he said, uh, and we can have two different parts of this. This just sucks in general. Like this is his second, like, this, this definitely puts his pitching future in doubt because this will be his second Tommy John surgery. Yeah. Assuming he gets surgery because they said he doesn't, but he probably does. Um, this will be his second Tommy John surgery. And granted, Tommy John surgery in 2023 is a lot better than Tommy John surgery in 2013 or 2003 or like – it, it's better. It seems to be, you know, go look at Justin Verlander, but that wasn't his, I, I believe that was his first Tommy John surgery. Um, Yeah. Uh, the fact that he, what, left the second inning of game one of a doubleheader and then hit a homer in the, in the second game with the torn UCL is just shows how incredible he is. Uh, but yeah, it, it sucks. It changes the biggest free agency in the history of the sport. And if this is not a 2023 baseball headline with, like, basically, like, the star of this season, especially, and maybe the first time baseball really would have a mark, like, Judge was, to some degree, his free agency, but kind of always felt like he was coming back to the Yankees. Yeah. Um, Except for, like, 15 minutes where I had a heart attack. <laughs> when he thought he was going to the Giants. When Arson Judge went to the Giants. <laughs> Judge. Uh, but I think uh, I think simply put, it's still going to be the biggest free agency, like in baseball. But it, if he just could have finished out this year, it would have been pitcher, so much better. And the Angels aren't making the playoffs. Uh, they brought Mike Trout, and you told me this before. I didn't even realize this that Trout played one game and then they put him back on the IL, which. If that's not the most Angels thing, I don't know what is. Yeah, so well, it, like as if losing Otani as a pitcher for the year isn't bad enough. Trout's been out for seven weeks with a broken bone in his hand. He comes back for one game on Tuesday, and then he sits out Wednesday's doubleheader, and then Wednesday night they announce that they're putting him back on the injured list. Like He comes back for one game, and then he goes back on the aisle. Would it's, you be shocked, shocked if they don't – if let's say they go on a losing streak – when they said they're going to reassess Otani in a week and they just shut him down for the year. I wouldn't be surprised. And then he doesn't resign. They I, literally had, they, and let's, I don't think, I am 50 50 on if he ever pitches again. Cause I think it's very, it's too reactionary to say right now he's never pitching again. Right. I think there's a better argument to what will he be as a pitcher? Honestly, I think you utilize him as an opener probably in the future or something on the lines of that. I, I don't see him as a reliever because basically if you make him a reliever, you take away his hitting. If you make it like you only can really make him a, either a full starter or an opener, maybe a closer like he did in the World Baseball Classic. But that was like it had to line up perfectly with his at-bats. Like you can't do that every night. Yeah. Um. But – that's, I think, a whole different conversation, and we don't have to have that right now. Yeah, you got to wait a while for that. But I said they should have traded him, and I get why they didn't. They could have made the playoffs. They want to keep him. 
But looking back now, I mean, I mean, hindsight's if, always twenty twenty. But if looking back never, now, if he never pitches again, and that's the key word around this, the Angels fumble. Like, let's say the Yankees, who are desperate, like the Yankees could have, the Angels could have got Jason Dominguez, who's the Yankees' number one prospect. I think that trade would have happened. They could have the gotten reached... anybody they wanted. I mean, they could have got anyone they wanted except what Jackson Holiday, Paul Skeens, and Dylan Cruz. Which yeah, Paul Skeens probably. and Dylan Cruz weren't. Were they on major league rosters? They were. They were in the minors yeah, by the point by the trade yeah, deadline. They, yeah. they were already been drafted, but I don't think they could have been traded yet because the trade deadline came like what a week or two after y'all after they got drafted. But Jackson Holiday, like maybe outside of him, they could have. Yeah, and that because he's the number one prospect in baseball. And the O's are not going to give give that up. Yeah, it's it's tough. Like at the at the time of the deadline, I I liked the boldness of the move, and especially I, given they made trades, like they they yeah uh, yeah they weren't just sitting there doing nothing. They had brought in a couple of trades to try to bolster the team for a postseason run. But now looking at you know like I said, hindsight's twenty twenty, and you look at the fact that he's injured now and he's not going to pitch the rest of the year and trout's not coming back and they're not playing very good baseball. And it's like that. Yeah. They should have traded him at the deadline and gotten a haul of prospects or current players in return. And now they're probably, I don't think he's coming, he's coming back. I know you said Buster only was saying on ESPN today that it's more likely he comes back to the angels now, but I don't think he is. I, I just don't think he's going to. Yeah, I agree. I my gut has always said the Dodgers, and I still think that like I could see that Dodgers or Padres. Yeah, here's the here's the crazy thing. Like, I think just because the fact that like he's going to be such a revenue generator, and if he gets let's say let's say you roll the dice and you you um. You assume he's pitching again, or you do the three hundred million dollar contract with incentives. Like you, the amount of revenue your team's going to get, basically, but by, by having a whole country support you. Yeah, is uh, it's going to be insane. It yeah, and man, I am uh, I'm interested if he goes back to the Angels, like. I'm sorry. That's a bad thing for baseball. If he goes back to the Angels, they really got to do something to turn that team around because you can't waste the entire careers of Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. You can't waste them. You got to do something with them. You got to build a team around them that can actually get to the postseason. I mean, that's the bare minimum, just getting there. Mike Trout's been to the playoffs once in his career. You got to get back there. That is the bare minimum. So devastating news about Shohei Otani. We will not see him pitch again this year, probably not at all next year. And it's probably going to impact his uh, free agency this offseason a lot. It'll be interesting to see the kinds of offers that he gets and where he ends up going. Uh, other news in uh, pitchers who have been dealing with injuries. Steven Strasburg is planning to retire this year. The Nationals pitcher that was number one overall pick, probably the 
most highly touted prospect of his time. And Bryce Harper was right after him, but at his time, I think Steven Strasburg was the most hyped up prospect we had ever seen. And he burst onto the scene. He had a couple of really good years for the Nationals. 2019, he led the league in wins, led the league in innings pitched, had 251 strikeouts, won World Series MVP, signed a seven-year contract after 2019 with the Nationals. I think it was seven years and I think $235 million, $245 million. And in those years since 2019, he pitched two games in 2020, five games in 2021, one game last year, and he has not pitched at all this year. And it's a really sad situation because he was a good pitcher, but he just was dealing with all kinds of injuries over the past four years that didn't let him stay out on the field. And uh, I mean, it, you, you can look at this and say it was a bad contract by the Nationals, but no one knew the kinds of injuries he was going to deal with. I mean, he, he had had previous injuries earlier in his career, but no one knew the extent that he'd be dealing with. I mean, he, he's been dealing with thoracic outlet syndrome for the past couple of years. And I'm not going to act like I know what that is, but it's something that he's not able to pitch with that. Um, so you can look at it and say it was a bad contract for the Nationals, but look at his career. He, I mean, he won that World Series for the Nationals. They wouldn't have that World Series championship without him. Yeah, I was going to say is uh, if the Nationals knew, like, basically pre-World Series, like, everything that happened, like, they win the World Series – and Strasburg is the reason why, and you pay them. Like you said, like they can't say like they win the World Series and you don't pay Strasburg, and they have to pay Strasburg. And then what happens after Strasburg happens? I think they take that ten out of ten times. Yeah, I mean it's it's so worth it to win a World Series and everything that comes with that. So uh, it, it's it's going to be sad to see him go because he's been around for a while and he's been a key piece of the Nationals rotation for the past decade plus. Um, I think when you look at his career, he's a three-time All-Star. He's finished top five in Cy Young voting twice. Uh, he's won a Silver Slugger. He's led the league in uh, wins and in innings pitched and strikeouts. He's had a solid career. I don't think he's Hall of Famer level. I think he'll probably be like Nationals Hall of Fame. Yeah, he'll get, his, he'll, 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 he'll get his jersey retired. I put it this way. He is Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame caliber in terms of the player. He yeah. just unfortunately didn't have the Hall of Fame career. Right. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So he's been uh, he's been around for a while. I remember when he got drafted and when he came up, how big of a deal it was him making his debut. So uh, going to be sad to see him retire, even though I'm you know, not a Nationals fan can root for the guy and it's going to be uh, sad to see him go but you know you just got to know when to hang it up in times like this so steven strasburg planning to announce his retirement next month uh the a's have officially filed for relocation pretend so i shocked. guess that's happening yeah it was inevitable i mean we've, we've talked enough about that franchise um I don't know if you saw the White Sox. You saw him fire the vice president and GM for the first time in 20 years, which uh, apparently Jerry Reinsdorf is hearing from Tony LaRosa and getting advice. So I still don't trust Jerry Reinsdorf to make a good decision because, again, it's Tony LaRosa. And I saw that if I can see he's terrible for baseball and not knowing the game right now from my my small mind when it comes to the game, I don't know why he can't. Um, he'd be an irrelevant owner if he didn't have the the this guy named Michael Jordan 
like he would be an irrelevant sports owner if he didn't have Michael Jordan, if he, his team didn't get lucky and draft Michael Jordan. Uh, that's I, I don't know why I'm caring about Jerry's Reinsdorf that much, but they are threatening relocation. That's why I am, because he's also – they've chanted sell the team. I think Nashville yeah. is where they're looking at because apparently they don't like their their uh, their stadium. <sighs> it's not even an old stadium. I know, like it's it's not like the most historic stadium in baseball is in the same town. Yeah, like, one of and like this is such BS. And you know that the Brewers are having talks about relocation also because they they're they want the city of Milwaukee to uh, pitch in a bunch of money for renovations to their stadium, and they're saying that they're going to look at relocation. So you got three teams now. The A's, it seems like it's officially happening. Now you got the White Sox and the Brewers that are threatening relocation. I mean, like, stop moving teams away from their cities. You know, I get it for for some teams that haven't been in a city very long, but the Brewers have been there forever. The White Sox have been there literally forever. I mean, they've been there for over 100 years. Like, they have such a big fan base. They are a part of that city. They're, like, a part of the fabric that makes up those cities. Stop moving teams away from the cities where they're from. It, it sucks for everyone, for the fans, especially who grew up rooting for this team, going to games, and then it just gets ripped away from them. I hate it. I hate to see that. And especially when the, especially these stadiums that are not even that old. I get it for the Brewers. It's something in their contract with or in their lease with the city where uh, I think it's when a certain number of other teams get new stadiums or get new. Uh, renovations, it triggers something in their lease where they have to get new renovations to keep up. But these stadiums are not old. They're not bad stadiums. Like I Coliseum just... is bad, but the Coliseum is bad. The Coliseum like, is bad, yes. The A situation the is. is a fumble by the city and the organization. But I'll tell you this. The city, the city of Chicago is not going to be at fault for the White Sox thing because they've supported that town pretty well with baseball because they have two franchises in it. And I know the White Sox are definitely the little brother in that town. But still, like, this is so dumb. I hate it. I hate it. And look, I would like to see a team in, you know, Nashville or Charlotte or Portland or Montreal, whatever. Charlotte would be cool. But I want it to be because of expansion and not relocation. I think Charlotte would be the closest to me. Either Charlotte or or obviously D.C. I can't do – I know D.C.'s four hours. Charlotte might be – or Charlotte might be about the same for you. Let me Google. This. But I, I want that. I want teams there because of expansion, not relocation. Like the Brewers belong in Milwaukee, the White Sox belong in Chicago. Stop taking teams away from their fans. I hate it. Three hours and sixteen minutes from where I'm at to to Charlotte. All right, uh, so we get an expansion team to Charlotte. And DC, it's three hours twenty two minutes. So you're right, about the same. But I'd rather go to Charlotte than DC. Yeah. Me too. All right. So, should we talk about the Yankees still sucking? <laughs> I can yeah, talk. I think we I, let me. So, Brian Cashman said it's a total disaster. And my response was, no shit, Sherlock. You built a terrible team that 
surprisingly, is still built off the offense of Aaron freaking Judge. Because here's the thing. The one game the Yankees won in the last 10 games. Yeah, 10 games. The eight-game losing streak yep. won yesterday, lost today. He had to hit three home runs in it. His first three home run games. And to show how well he's playing this year, despite his injuries. So after his performance, this is before today, where he hit another home run in it. Yankees outfitter Aaron Judge has a 3.7 F4 and a 182 WRC plus through 310 plate appearances. That would be good for a 7.8 F4 and per 650 plate appearances, all while playing through an injury over the last month. An even crazier stat, he has a 16.20 swing percentage, which is down 6.2% from when he had the greatest single season by a hitter in the history of baseball. So literally, this offense is Aaron Judge and nobody else. Luis Severino had the fifth-worst ERA in baseball, and he finally showed up last night. This team is poorly built, and Brian Cashman is at fault. And it's not Aaron Boone. And I, like, Michael Kay, who I think is one of the best play-by-play guys, like, team broadcasters, said, like, people should stop going after Brian Cashman because of injuries. Injuries have been a part of this team's issue for the last five, ever since Aaron Boone got hired. And he's still taking this team to the playoffs every year. I'm getting really loud. That's all right. We like it. Ah, I snapped. I am so done with him. Like, if, if, if Aaron Boone is the only one that gets fired in this, I'm going to be so pissed. I'm going to be so pissed. Because... Yeah. The Yankees have basically had their longest World Series drought in their history of their franchise, which the fact that their last World Series was 2007, like, it's the last time they also appeared in the World Series. That just shows how historically great this franchise is. Greatest franchise in sports. And they have, they have, like, two and a half good players. Two and a half. If Aaron Judge, they have Garrett Cole. They so the cre- this is like the Angels, but a league team. They have the best pitcher in baseball, and you can argue, and I think it's still true, the best hitter in baseball. And my half is Harrison Bader because I love him. Because he's actually, like, he's actually pretty good if he stays healthy. It's so. It, it's um. I agree with everything you're saying. Cashman needs to be the one to go. He's the one that built the team. You can only do so much, like Aaron Boone can only do so much with the pieces he's given. So you, you can't really blame him that much. Cashman put the team together. He has to be the one to go. Uh, the Yankees this week had a nine-game losing streak. They were one game away from a 10-game losing streak, oh, which so this wait, crazy stat from Codified Baseball. Earlier, the last 11 games, the only game they won is because of Aaron ah, There Jewish. you go. Because they played, that's 11. I can do math. This is from Codify Baseball on uh, Twitter. The most recent 10-game losing streaks for each team. Uh, you look at the Mets, 2004. It's pretty impressive. I would have thought they had a 10-game losing streak more recently than that. Phillies, 1999. Blue Jays, 94. The Cardinals had a 10-game losing streak in 1980. That's the last time they lost 10 straight games. 
Last time the Yankees lost 10 straight games, 1913. 110 years that they have not had a 10-game losing streak. And they came within one loss of that this week. They were hitting close. they were hitting 158 during their losing streak, and they had an over five ERA. Oh my goodness. Again, the New York Yankees are summed up simple. If Garrett Cole is pitching, they'll pitch well. If Aaron Judge is hitting well, they'll have an offense. Yeah. That's it. That's pretty much how it goes. Uh, Real quick, before we finish up with the Immaculate Grid, the AL West is looking really fun right now. The Mariners and the Astros are currently tied for second place, and they're each a game and a half back of the Rangers. So that's a really tight division. It's going to be a fun one to watch as the season wraps up. Yeah, um, I'm pumped about that. Hey, your Mariners pick, man. You know, it's, it's looking like the, good. It's like the Undertaker meme. So, <laughs> you know, they're they're in second place. Yeah, Woo-hoo! they're looking good. Um, and, I mean, there's yeah, yeah, it's 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 a fun division. I just want to note again about the New York Yankees that how bad the AL Central is. They'd be four games out of first place. <laughs> Jeez, just. I think that's going to be my weekly weekly bet with the Yankees is how close could they be to winning the AL Central? Where they'd be. Yeah, that's a good one. Because that's basically being the best loser. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Speaking of the AL Central, um, I believe an AL Central te- two AL Central teams are on uh, the Immaculate Grid this week. Nice. So, uh, so should we begin? Let's do it. All right, Kansas. So let everyone know. Uh, columns first: Kansas City, San Diego, thirty stolen base season. Uh, Rose, Twins, Phillies, Mariners. Uh, didn't did Nelson Cruz ever play for the Twins? Yeah, yeah he right? did. And he played for the Padres. And the Mariners. So there's two places yep. you could put yep. him. All right. Which one would you rather put him in? Um. I think I'd rather put him in uh, Padres Mariners. All right. All right, there we go. Nelson Cruz. There's two Nelson Cruises. Make sure you pick the right one, Trey. All right, there we go. Because I did that the other day with Johnny Damon, and it made me miss the Immaculate Grid, <laughs> which I texted you. Um. All right. Uh, Twins Royals. Zobris Twins Royals. Never- I was going to say, did Zobris never play for the Twins, right? No, I don't think so. Irvin Santana. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Irvin Santana followed me on Twitter for a period. Yeah, he followed me too. I think he unfollowed me. I think I still follow him though. All right. Royals Phillies. Royals Phillies. Granky never did. No. Uh, no, David Price. I'm trying to think of that World Series team. Did... Hosmer do did Hosmer Mustakis play for the Phillies? I don't think so. Because Hosmer, Hosmer went to Padres, then Red Sox. I don't know where he is now. Mustakis went Brewers, Reds, Rockies. Oh, um Angels. Carlos Santana. That is true. He was on the Phillies for like a year and he was on the Royals last year. For Phillies Royals? Yeah. Hey, 
Eric Hosmer is currently on the Cubs. Ah. Um. Granky never pitched in Seattle. Nah, I don't think we can use Granky for this one. I'm trying to think. Lorenzo Cain only played for the Brewers and the Royals. Um. Oh, did didn't Mike? I don't think Mike Lee Taylor played for the Mariners. No. Wait. All right. What What's the the square you're trying to get right now? We're trying to work on. We're a team. Remember, uh, Kansas City, Seattle. Kansas City, Seattle. That's a hard one. That is. I really don't know. Me either. All right. Well, let's move on to another one. Come back to it. All right. Uh, tw- you want to do uh, Padres Twins? Yeah. Um... Or Padres Phillies. You do Craig Kimbrell for Padres Phillies. All right. Got that. 30 stolen bases for the Phillies. Didn't Jimmy Rollins steal 30 yeah. bases? Yeah, I think so. All right, cool. Yeah, that was the most common one. All right. Twins, 30 bases. Um, Rod Carew. For twin stolen bases? Yeah. Who were you going to say? No, I was thinking of something else. Um, I was thinking twin. I was trying to think, um, did Tommy play for the Padres at one point? But I don't think he did. No. All right. Uh, did Rich Hill play for the Twins? That's a good... He might have. Yeah, he did. When in doubt, pick Rich Hill when it comes to this thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, Seattle stole a bases. Each hero, right? Yeah. All right. We have one left. Royals, Mariners? Yep. Oh, man. I'm going on a touch with Michael A. Taylor, but I want to – nope, he just played for the Royals, Nats. Oh, that uh, – we could have done Royals, Twins, Michael A. Taylor. Damn. I bet you that would have had a better – Yeah, it would have been a good one. Um, Did Byron Buxton – has he always, always nah, played for the Twins? he's only been on the Twins. Royals, Mariners. How much time do we have left? We have two minutes and 54 seconds to get this done. Oh, Miguel Sano? No. Man, did Sonny Gray... Wait. Did Paxton pitched for them. Did he ever pinch... I think it's Paxton, uh, Paxton or Sonny Gray. I don't think Sonny Gray, but Paxton maybe? Is it Joe Paxton or John Paxton? James. Game packs, and that was it. All right. He did pitch for the. Now he pitched for Boston. About Jared Dyson that played for the Royals. All right, we can try it. I think it's J A R R O D. D Y S O N? Yeah. We got it! Nice. Yeah, Carlos Santana was the most popular option for two of them, the two we were discussing. Actually, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think you could put him in two places. You could put Nelson Cruz in two places. Yeah, he was also the popular choice for two places. Uh, oh, good thing we didn't pick Michael A. Taylor. We picked Urban Santana because Michael A. Taylor was the more popular one. Uh, interesting. Hey, we're perfect so far. All right, there we go. That was a good guess. That was a good guess. I got to give you credit. You carried that one. You were the Aaron Judge today for the New York <laughs> Yankees, and I was the rest of the lineup. There we go. Well, that will do it for this episode of the Foul. This I was about to say a different podcast. <laughs> that will do it for this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. As always, you can connect with us at BT for myself, at Matkins News for Matt, at Foul Ball Area, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Leo has those five-star reviews. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.